What's up, guys? Welcome to the Social Media Entrepreneurs Podcast, teaching you how to become a full-time entrepreneur by leveraging modern social media strategies. I'm your host, Derek Bidell, and on today's episode, we are doing sales tactics. I shouldn't be teaching part either eight or nine. Whatever one I'm on, I'll figure it out when I post this. Make sure you go back and listen to the rest of this series. But this is going to be something that pertains to a ton of you today of what we are going to be talking about. And that is how to avoid what I like to call nice guy pricing. And this is when you get into a situation with a customer where you say, all right, let me just do a call with them and we'll figure out some kind of deal. And you get to the end of it and you have a good time with them and you price it way below what you're comfortable with. You get off that call and you might be a little bit happy that you got a sale, but at the same time, you have this pit in your stomach that you know you just did not charge enough on that deal. The other time that this happens is at the end of the deal where you then realize you did not charge enough at the end of it once you put in a ton of work or saw what a pain in the ass of a customer they were gonna be. And before I get into the main Uh, sales tactic that I shouldn't be teaching that I'm going to teach, I do want to just give you this quick little tip here. And that is that if you felt like you got a good price on the deal at the beginning, and then at the end of the deal, you feel like, all right, I did not charge enough. Usually that is because you didn't charge for revisions. So for those of you who are custom artists, you're doing coaching uh, or, or excuse me, agency work, maybe doing content creation for someone you think, oh, I'm going to make an Instagram post for this person. I'll charge 50 bucks an Instagram post because it should take me about 30 minutes and then I'll get it out. And then you send it to them 30 minutes later and then they want all these revisions and then you do those and they want more revisions and you do those and now you are in the negative on what you charged uh, for your time. So that is the most common issue if you are finding that Uh, you are getting the short end of the stick, but uh, in hindsight of the deal, it is likely because you are not factoring in revisions into the work you're going to do. Now, the sales tactic I'm going to be teaching you is very simple. It's called having definitive pricing. And what this does is when you get on a call, you are not having a conversation with this person thinking, oh, I, I wonder how much money they have. I wonder what's the max that I could charge them and they would still say yes and it still be okay. Uh, They they do seem really nice. They just mentioned they're a new business owner or they don't have a lot of money right now. So that's kind of making me think I should go on the lower end of my pricing. I want to be nice. I want to give them a good deal. And then you give them a price. And the worst thing that can happen is they say, oh, wow, that's way less than I thought. And they buy it. That is a really shitty position to be in. In uh, one way, it's nice that you've created such a value in your offer. But if you feel like I really did not charge that person enough for this to even be worth it to me, then that is a bigger problem. So the way that you do this is just by having definitive pricing. And uh, think about this in advance. Don't really take into account how much money you think the customer has, because that guess will almost always be wrong. There are some people I've had people say, hey, Derek, I really, I don't know if I can afford your consulting service or your program, like funds are really tight right now and all these things. And then I just say it's 1485 for the program that you're looking at. And they say, oh, 1485, I thought it was gonna be way more. And uh, this is uh, another little sales trick I'll, I'll tell you. If a customer is telling you, I can't afford it, what you should be hearing is I'm doing a really good job at building price expectancy. Because they think it's going to be super, super expensive. 
you haven't told them the number yet. So if you take their uneasiness of the price as uneasiness of your price, which you haven't told them yet, you are going to lose confidence by the end of that sale. And you might even show them a cheaper option. You might even try to downsell them already. You might say, hey, I know you don't have much money right now, but 1485, there's different options. We can split over payments. So whatever is comfortable with you, you start saying things like that. And then you make it seem like it's a lot when that customer was thinking, hey, I'm sure it's 5,000. I can't afford it right now. And then you were going to say it's 1,500 and they were say, oh, wow, done for sure. So you don't want to have your pricing be subject to how much money you think this customer has during the appointment because your guess is almost always going to be wrong. And when they say things like, I, I can't afford it, that means you're doing a good sales process. So it means that customer wants to buy. When they say that, I don't think I can afford it. They are also saying, I wish I could. So you need to understand that this is a very positive statement. They're not saying, ah, yeah, I don't know if it's really the right program for me. I don't know if this is the right product or these are the right solutions for me. They are saying, hey, I just want to let you know, I, I don't think I can afford it. What that really translates to is I wish I could afford it and I want it really bad. I don't even know what it costs, but it's probably really expensive because your product seems so valuable. So that's all they're saying. And if you let that statement then make you drop down your price, you're dropping down your price with a customer who was actually in a prime position to be buying, likely at the price that you were going to charge originally. So you don't want to have uh, your price be dependent on how you're feeling that day. You want it to be uh, definitive and then you can just drop down from there. You can always figure out some deal later. If you need to drop your price or take some things off of the offer in order to do so, that is always an option. People are very scared to get a no it is where a lot of this comes from. So they think, okay, I don't want to tell them a price. And then they say it's too expensive. And then I'm in this position where, dang it, I lost a sale because I told them this expensive price. And I knew I shouldn't have, I should have showed them a cheaper price. And I told them the expensive one, and they said they couldn't do it. What do you do in that situation? Oh, yeah, that's a little out of budget for us. Hey, no problem. But by the way, if I could do it a little bit less for you and just modify it a little bit, would you be interested in looking at, at that option? Yeah, sure. You have another option. Yeah, so we can split over payment plans or take this part of it out and drop the price. You can always do something after. You cannot go back up, though. You cannot tell a customer, all right, it's a thousand, and then say, oh, wow, I thought it was going to be way more. And you say, oh, well, it, it typically is 1400 So if you wouldn't mind paying that, that would be really great. You can't go back up after. You can always go down very easily, very, very easily. And in fact, if you said it's 1500 and then the customer said no, and you said, all right, for you, I'm, I'm going to do this for you because I, I, I really want to help you out, blah, blah, blah. It's now 1200 that customer is more likely to say yes at that 1200 price than if you ha would have just told them 1200 from the beginning and made them think that everyone gets that deal. So it really doesn't help you in any way, even if you say this higher price and they say, oh, that's way out of my budget. You can know, all right, sweet. Like, I'm still glad I, I covered it. I got that out of the way just in case they were pulling my leg then uh, I don't have to have any regrets that I dropped down too quickly. And now I can drop down and solve their problem. And they're going to be more likely to say yes, because we are now figuring out that option. And now that I saw what their face was 
to the real number because you say, hey, it's 1,500. If they say, oh, wow, that's way too much. Now you know, like, not even 1,200 would probably do it. Or if they say, ah, man, 1,500, huh? Now you know that maybe slightly lower would be what you would need to close that deal. The seriousness of their tone will tell you just how much they need the price dropped from hearing it. But you never want to tell someone a lower price from the beginning just because you think that's what would get them to say yes first. Your job is not to get a yes out of a customer immediately. It's just to get a yes out of them eventually. But if you get a yes on a low option, you're not going to be able to go back up after. And it is gut-wrenching, as a lot of you probably know. When you charge way too less on a deal and you end up uh, you know, really just not uh, feeling like it was even worth it for you to do in the end, it, it's very gut-wrenching, especially when you know that you getting more money out of them was a matter of you saying a bigger number, bigger number and that's it. Like You, you had to say 3000 instead of 2200 and, and they would have said, okay, cool. It would have been the exact same sales call, the exact same length. All it was was you saying a different number, and then you would have made it out okay. So don't think that you need to be in the business of giving people the best deal possible because I just want to be nice. It really isn't as nice as you think because the thing is, is you're only going to do work up to that dollar amount. And that's the thing people don't understand. They're like, I'll build your website, but hey, I love you. I want to give you a good deal. So I normally charge $1,000. i am going to do it for 500 for you. What you're going to give them is a $500 website instead of a $1,000 website is all you're doing. You're not saying, I'm going to give you a $1,000 website for the cost of $500. you are probably going to do everything you can to cut some corners and make sure that this deal was still worth it to you in the end. So you might think that you're helping them out by giving them a discount, but you know it, or you should observe yourself and see what work you actually put in because it usually doesn't match up with what the actual uh, people paying full price would get from you. So you're not really doing a service. You're just dropping down for them, thinking that your job as the person selling things is to be their financial advisor. So don't be anyone's financial advisor in sales. You don't need to take into account, we have kids in college, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, everyone's got kids in college or, or going to be someday or everyone's got some new expense that they didn't account for. This happens all the time. You don't need to take customers' objections as things that you need to plan around. Oh, I know that you have those car payments on this day of the month, so let's do this. Sure, like in that example, like I mean, if they're saying, I have too many payments coming out on this day, maybe you can modify it to a day that's more comfortable with them. You can be lenient in that respect, but it's not your job to go out of your way to try to uh, avoid the full price before they even know it. Every objection they give you about the price before they've heard the price should only raise your confidence. They are telling you, I want to buy it, and you are doing a really good job at making me think it's expensive. And then if you say, all right, it's normally 3000 and they say, oh, I knew it, but today, if you uh, buy it on the call, if you do this because of the special, it is 2200 and you can split it over three payments. And guess what? They have a credit card, guys. Most of these people have a credit card. So if they want it bad enough, the amount of people that can still buy from you regardless of if they have low money in their debit account or they have a lot of uh, transactions coming up is still very high. They can put it on a credit card if they really see the value. So just know that you making a financial decision for them is not part of it at all. 
the more you can analyze, was I trying to be a good financial advisor? Because here's the thing. If you saw their bank accounts, you would you wouldn't think that you need to be their financial advisor at all. There are so many customers that you deal with, especially rich people. Some rich people are rich because they make so much money and then they, they also have poor spending habits. But those are more like musicians and uh, people that or like, uh, you know, professional athletes, people that didn't have a background in finance or didn't slowly build a company and were broke uh, for like the beginning years of their company. They uh, you know, got a large sum of money out of nowhere, and they don't necessarily how to uh, know what to do with it. So, I remember one time I was doing a sales appointment for the richest family I knew at the time. It was my buddy's parents, and his dad is the CFO of a very big company that makes lots of phone cases. I'll say, likely a lot one that a lot of you have on your phone right now. He's the CFO of this company, and I was trying to sell his mom this $150 package. And she said, Oh, I spent my last penny on this house. So a lot of rich people will still say things like that, because they're so used to being frugal it is how they have built their wealth in some way is by buying things, not buying things that they don't need. When rich people have great spending habits on the way to wealth, they usually don't get wealthy. And then all of a sudden, just get really stupid with money, they still have this sense about them that they would rather not spend money on things that they don't need and it carries with them for the rest of their life but if you saw their bank account you wouldn't think for a second oh i need to really save this person some money you would be like whoa oh god you've been telling me you can't afford it and now's a bad time and if you were had the ability to see their bank account you would think okay that is the last person this the uh the, the last thing this person really needs from me is to discount my price more than the, the already great price that it is. So have definitive pricing and say that price, uh, regardless of if you think they can buy it or not. And if you want to work out a deal with them after, you can, but do not have your first price that you say be this nice guy deal because they're gonna say yes to it right away and uh, you're going to maybe even lose money on it uh, and feel really bad about the deal that you made. It is an absolute gut-wrenching experience. It still happens to me from time to time too, even though I've had the negative side of this experience happen hundreds of times. It is a hard lesson to fully learn to the point that you never make this mistake again. So I do want to say that it is always about just doing your absolute best and know that I still make this mistake sometimes uh, for whatever reason, and I feel even worse every time I've uh, made it than after knowing what I'm doing. So uh, heed my words, my friends, and I hope you go out there and get the pricing you deserve. Mm -hmm.